Welcome to episode 178 of the Hob Nation USA podcast, and we're back on Zoom, and I'm joined by my co-host Adam. As always. And if we're on Zoom, that means we're having a socially distant guest. <laughs> That's what we've been doing, and we're continuing to do it. But if you uh, haven't figured out the pattern by now, that's kind of on you. Well, there's, there's always a chance for new listeners. This is true. And if you haven't figured out the pattern yet, keep watching, keep listening. Right. You'll pick it up. <laughs> you get it. Then also video on Monday. But yes. this week's guest is coming to us from the Field by Hops uh, Empire, as it is now at this point, yeah. I would say. Yeah. yeah. Field by Hops Empire, the Chancellor of Field by Hops, Ryan. <laughs> I've, I've been called the Colossus of Craft by Scotra, and I'm, I'm really digging it. I might actually Ooh. get a shirt made that says, Well, that's Colossus your. That isn't that your co-host? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. then you keep that on your show. <laughs> <laughs> we dub you Chancellor first. <laughs> I'll just get two shirts. I'll wear the Chancellor shirt when I'm on your podcast, and I'll wear. I like it. Crap Enough. That <laughs> <laughs> that is a good compromise. I think we can all come to. Or I'll just make a make a front and back of it, or something, or yeah. like a reversal hat, <laughs> or like a wrestling shirt. Wrestling shirts always print front and back. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes, but this week we're joined by Ryan, and, and later on in the episode, in segment two, we're going to talk about his brand new beer festival that he's bringing to the Pittsburgh area, but I think it's a good model uh, for people to consider, especially uh, in these trying times. <laughs> You have to pay a nickel to somebody every time you use that. No. I feel that there has to be a trademark out there. Surprisingly, no, no one put the trademark down. No one. How like, how have we not capitalized on that? I don't know if we should look into that dot com. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to look it up right now. Actually, there's trying money to be made. Dot, you might be able to get like trying times dot co yeah. or trying times dot beer or something like that. It's a, it's a real shitty like paper we're gonna start <laughs> trying <laughs> times <laughs> no like that would be a sick like brewery name like trying times brewery like yeah actually sounds, yeah that sounds like a uh it's either a virginia brewery or like maybe <laughs> uh like that, that's more midwest like a real pop-up like out of nowhere could be a montana brewery is what i'm thinking i'm actually looking it up right now trying times.com goes nowhere but somebody yeah, owns uh, it but it's just like a park domain and I don't see anything else for trying times brewing. So I think we are in the clear. If anybody's listening and wants to start that, you owe me money. If you nope. do. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, hold on. There is a trying time beer by hop Hill brewing. So eh. sorry guys. Yeah. It doesn't matter. We can, we can work something out. We can come yeah. to a compromise with them. Yeah. Uh, these trying times.com is also appears to be free. So we can take that as well. <laughs> We've got options. <laughs> So while we uh, ruminate on what our next business move is going to be, let's also talk about the beer we're drinking tonight. And does anybody yeah, right. want to go first? I'll go. What the okay. hell? I don't think I've gone first in quite some time. Sure. Who knows? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. We'll find out. I'll go back and watch them all. Yeah. Uh, but uh, for, for this segment, I've got a beer from Yellow Bridge Brewing in beautiful Delmont. 
Pennsylvania. Uh-huh. That's, that's on the east side of the city. And it's their higher learning cream ale. Uh, that's not a surprise that you would pick that It up. really isn't. I, I am a big fan of cream ales. I, I, I think they're uh, the underrated cousin to Pilsner's. Sure. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah, what I'm saying. I, that's, I would totally agree. But uh, this one is just a straightforward cream ale, 4.6% ABV. I have it in a glass so you can see what it looks like. It looks like a cream ale. Yeah. I hope you're out there. Yeah. Oh, for those filled by hops glass. Nice. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know, I know how to work this. Don't you worry. <laughs> okay. little, little, little placement there. I like it. <laughs> but uh, what's nice about this one, I, I drank a little bit of this uh, during the, the pre-show discussion. It's a good beer. It's got a very nice little sweetness to it. Uh, not, not like a, a sweet beer, you know, like it's got packed with sugar or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It just has a natural slight sweetness to it that I'm a fan of. Cool. Cool. I like it. I'm going to keep drinking it. Okay. Knock yourself out. Have a time. Oh, oh I will. <laughs> Although I don't know that you could knock yourself out with that. It's Was the ABV like five? Uh, four, six. And yeah. I could <laughs> knock myself out if I just hit myself in a can, in the head with a can. A fool. <laughs> yeah. So, I have to earn it, though. Yeah. I'll, I'll keep the uh, pandering going for our guests. Yes. Towards our guests. As I'm oh. also drinking out of a fuel by hops glass. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's, the, that's the OG. The yeah. OG oh, yes. That's um, the first. The first one. I've got that. Yes. Got that shit. Got that. That's that's from the first stock too. Like that's from the first round. Like we've we've reordered them like four or five times, but you got like I oh, think that's... from the actual first like round of them that we did. So so we so batch you're... one. Yeah. That's batch one. Yep. You're saying we should get some certifications of authenticity <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> that's pretty pretty cool. Yeah, but so, I. Oh, I like that photo. Ooh, yeah, it's like a good that one. Too. Yeah, that, that that new light is pretty dope. But uh, yeah, I'm drinking the Winding Path Brewing Company Boreal Spruce IPA. And Winding Path, for people who don't know, is the the beer brand. That's the arm of uh, the Windridge Cidery. Yeah, I didn't realize that they had split out to to Winding Path. You know what? I did know that. Never mind. For some reason, that didn't click for a second. Don't ask me why. I don't know. It's, I don't know. They're not uh, – because, I mean, Windridge, Windridge beers used to be a thing. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you used to see the beers and the ciders all carrying Windridge Farms. But, uh, yeah, Winding Path is broken out from that to differentiate, I guess, what you're drinking. But, yeah, the Boreal Spruce IPA, it's really good. It's like uh, – it's real herbaceous. And it's got a little bit of that spruce spice to it, but it's not like Simcoe pine coney. Ah, okay. So it sounds like something I might be able to try. Yeah, you could definitely try this. I don't think you would love it, but okay. you, would, you would definitely recognize that it tastes different than most IPAs. <laughs> I could support that. It has, <laughs> a, it has a different flavor profile. <laughs> <laughs> so just out of curiosity, where did you pick this beer up at? Oh, that's a good question. I think it was actually uh, House of Brews. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think yeah, I think I got it at House of Brews. All right, next time it's, I go there, I'm gonna have to check it out. It's been a while. It was sitting in the fridge and just waiting for the right time to come out. <laughs> the right person, and you were that person. Yeah, yeah. Seven two on the ABV though, so pretty solid drinker. Nice. Yeah, Ryan, what you drinking? So for you guys who are watching, you probably just noticed me take a a drink of my beer and then i just had to spit it out so actually i got a party in bedrock from hitchhiker which i love i love this beer 
but um, this is, I think, the first one that I had in a can. So this is their, uh, I love the the, the title, uh, Prehistoric Breakfast Cereal. Um, <laughs> right. Pretty pebbles. <laughs> like, we all get it. But no, like, I have some, like, I just took a drink of it and then some weird, like, plastic. I don't know if you guys can see that. Oh, yeah. I just pulled that out of my beer. Like, Ew, I thought yeah. it was a hair, but it's some weird, like, plastic thing. So yeah. I almost drank that. So I just had to spit it out real quick. But it looks like some type of, like, plastic that must have like gotten into the can or something. I don't know, but that's like the first time it's ever happened to me. So I'm like kind of, kind of freaked out, but so I'm going to skip that beer and I'm going to go right to uh, the Hydra from Mortalis. So this one is passion fruit, sweet cherry and peach. So this is the nice. sour series. Yeah. Too bad. You, you aren't here, Adam, cause you would love these. Uh, I was going to say <laughs> that sounds like right in the wheelhouse. <laughs> yep. So these, these are actually really, really good. This one's actually a little old. It's dated from uh, June. So I'm anxious to see how it holds up. So usually if I drink these things like a week when I get them, but mm-hmm. found this one in the back of the fridge and I was like, yeah, hey, what the hell? So I only got one beer tonight now. What am I going to do? We're going to have to take a break. I'm sure you have. Have, well, to- <laughs> we'll definitely, we'll definitely take a break between segments. I'm sure you have beer in your house. <laughs> I have a few. Scrounge something out. I'll scrounge something out. Sure. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> Old school, though. I'm drinking it out of the can because my glass. Hell yeah. You know. hey, your, gra- your glass is preoccupied with microplastics. <laughs> yeah, it it's Billy Mays, man. You know, I got the Billy glass. So nice. Over that. He would know it. It's now an eco disaster. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Did I tell you guys a story about how I think Billy Mays' like, first wife bought a glass off of me? So I don't really pay attention all the time to the orders that come into the store, but somebody bought a Billy Mays glass, which they don't, they sell like pretty decently, but not as good as everything else. Mm-hmm. And I got this order from Dolores Mays. And I was like, uh, okay, you know, didn't really dig anything of it. And it was going to McKee's Rock. So I was like, wait, wait, hold on. Mm. Billy's Ooh. Rock. <laughs> you know? So I was like texting. I sent a text to Billy's son, who I did the glass with. And I was like, hey, like, is your mom Dolores? <laughs> and he was like, yeah. And I was like, she just bought a glass off me. Like, <laughs> he was like, that's awesome. I'm like, you know, that this is it. Like, this is how you know you made it in life. When yep. The greatest pitch man of all time's first wife buys a glass in his honor from you. That's it. I've reached the pinnacle. (laughs) (laughs) You got, you got to wonder, is she actually drinking out of it or is it maybe just a candle on the mantle right now? Hopefully it's not like, you know, some type of like hatred thing where she's like darts at it or something. I doubt doubt that. I'm pretty sure they were divorced whenever he died. So Mm. maybe they stayed friends or she gave it to Billy. I don't know, but nonetheless, she bought a glass off me and I thought that was like the coolest thing in the world. So that is. Yeah. Welcome, yeah. welcome to a new high water mark. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm gonna put it on the website. You know, nice. <laughs> reach reach out, get, see if you can get a quote from her about how the quality of your glasses are. <laughs> <laughs> we all, every, everybody buys their glass from the same supplier, so yeah. just know <laughs> we can't differentiate ourselves on quality. T- turn her into the new pitchman for your glassware. <laughs> that would actually be pretty sweet. Like I need a Billy Mays to pitch my glass. That that is a genius idea, Steve. You're welcome. Like that would be perfect. <laughs> Why have I never thought of that? Okay, I'm writing that down actually because that's really really good. That's how I do. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing the good ideas to the table. <laughs> not just here to look good. Yeah. Well, I'm not here to look at, like anything. <laughs> You're here to look like some sort of cybernetic mutation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am the transference of beer. <laughs> 
to a computer. I, I am glad that that you are back up into your cybernetic being again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After uh, after our last Zoom session where you were not. Yeah. Well, people people who watched the YouTube didn't know that, and so because oh. because I just did the editing. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, I, I lost my fake camera for a while, so I had to re-update. But yes, everything's all good, and because of that, I can now just bring back everything that was good about it, like the haunted floating transference face. Yes. And, I like that face. Yeah. It was admittedly really weird and a bit disturbing trying to have this this Zoom call and this podcast without that staring back at me. Right. I've gotten weirdly used to it. Right. It's helpful. It is. <laughs> I love how I love how that that character has brown hair and a black beard. I have brown hair and a black beard. Do you really? Yeah. I haven't seen you in a long time, so yeah. No, it's 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 a very weird thing, but yeah, my my beard is black and gray and then my hair is just like a dark brown so yeah yep it's very whatever that is i don't i don't know what genetic mutation that is (laughs) (laughs) i'll just say it's luck of the draw yeah but almost that's all the pastry styles just coming out in the form of your beard Mm, pretty much i'll just say all my big boy hairs came in black so (laughs) (laughs) anyways anyway let's move on to news notes and neat Yes, our we, favorite first segment topic. Yeah, we got some fun things to talk about this week. We do. And, and thankfully, because I have my video control back, I can bring you things like this. So for those of you not you know, watching the YouTube on a Monday and listening on a Friday, we're watching the poor videos from the latest trend, well, or soon to be trend, known as slime beer. Oh. Have you guys seen this before that I... Yes. Okay. <laughs> this is new territory for me. All right. Well, Ryan Slime Beer was released by the Armadillo Beer Company out of Denton, Texas. I hear they have a pretty good death metal band out there as well. But this was released for Halloween, and it's called a Slime Beer. It's Spooky Lime Slime Beer on the can. And as you watch it pour, it pours half like jello, half like beer. Yeah, that's what I was actually thinking. I was like, how do they make it pour like that? It has to be basically jello. Yeah. So uh, there's not too much, like, it got picked up on the Twitterverse of people just being horrified. <laughs> and there were people on Instagram who were horrified by it. But there was no, uh, like, information. Like, somebody asked on their Instagram how. Did you, uh, oh, that's yeah. that's terrible. Oh. <laughs> I just put up a second video from <laughs> from somebody who actually bought it. <laughs> oh, this I is really... somebody's video. This isn't your video. No, this isn't mine. This is out oh. of Texas. This is out of Denton, Texas. And that, that I looks really disgusting. hope that was yeah. I really hope that was put in a fridge or a freezer to get that effect. Oh. Maybe that... a fridge. Oh. Probably ah. a fridge. <laughs> that kind of looks like those sterno things, like. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah you know, like yeah, you yeah. put those in their food. It looks just like those. <laughs> that's that's terrible. So, they, like, when asked about it, like, how did they achieve this? Armadillo basically said it's a proprietary process of making slime beer. They so can keep not, that one to themselves. Yeah. Yep. That, that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping nobody else finds out how to do this shit. <laughs> oh. But uh, it, all the untapped reviews, all 13 of them... <laughs> basically said it tastes like a lime jello shot 
Well, then why don't you just have a lime jello shot? You probably should because a lime jello <laughs> shot will give you more alcohol. Right. This, this is only like four and a half percent as a beer. Ah. Yeah, no, no, it, it's a no for me. No, yeah. I was, I was just wondering, you know, because we're we're slowly approaching like the point of like no return with some of these goofy ass fucking beers coming out. Yeah, and like you see, for some reason, it's always Texas nowadays. It feels like it's always Texas doing this shit because you have Martin House Brewing that's oh. making like the flaming hot Cheeto beer. <laughs> And like a bunch of other goofy sours, yeah, Dunkaroos. Like they're putting out that. That was like our biggest when we when we reported on that on the blog. Mm -hmm. That's our biggest post of all time. Like it hit Google News, and we had so much traffic on that one post. (laughs) It was insane. It all we really did was put like the title, you know, like Martin House Brewing Dunkaroos. I think was the name of the beer. Mm -hmm. And I think we just like embedded the Facebook post into the blog post so like there wasn't even any like wording from us in there and it just went it went like viral it was insane how many i think we had like a thousand hits in the first hour we had it up like it was absolutely it was insane and um yeah like they're just pumping out like i I don't know who's making the beer there but somebody in martin house is just like what is the dumbest craziest shit that we can do with beer let's just do it right have at her but yeah texas what's going on down there yeah like (laughs) So, like, yeah, they did that. They did the Flaming Hot Cheetos beer. They also put out a Bloody Mary pickle beer. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah, they have a, they have, and then the one that was really gross that, like, I didn't know if I would even bother with. Uh, they put out one called Buffalo Wangs. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. No, no. It's a no, no for me. And it, it's just Buffalo Wing Sauce. Like, I think it was just Frank's and a sour. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Why would you? Why? 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 Why would you do that to yourself? Because, as Ryan just pointed out, that kind of shit gets hits. <laughs> yes, they have. They probably. I'd love to know like what their rent is that they pay for their building or whatever. Like, yeah. there's some there's some financial um, inspiration behind that one that they yeah. have to make. And all you have to do is you make one sacrificial batch. And then you're hitting, you know, you're hitting newspapers and you're hitting blogs and you're hitting worst beer blog. You know, everybody's giving you attention. I've never heard of Armadillo Brewing Company until it popped up on worst beer blog. And now we're sitting here watching videos of slime beers. <laughs> but it doesn't the make you want to get more stuff. No. The internet is the worst place. Yeah. The Let's internet just is, shut down the internet. <laughs> the internet is pee. <laughs> We're done with this podcast. You want to talk beer? Well, just come to my back porch. We'll talk beers. You can stay out of my driveway. It's fine. We're se- we're sending out podcasts on Sony mi- mini disc. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, th- I think I have a CD burner somewhere in the back of the closet. You went CDRs. Out. We'll give yeah. you CDRs of the first month. <laughs> no, we, we got to go back to the floppy disk. Ooh, like ah. it said, like a hundred floppy disks. The one they can't, they can't like one podcast. <laughs> they can't hold enough. <laughs> oh, I keep. Can you get rid of these videos? All right, I can Please get rid of them. Just you know, thank you. It's just move on good. to move on to a fucking different story. Then <laughs> let's let's move on to a different story. Uh, we're still going to be in the South, but this time we're going to be in New Orleans. New Orleans. I'm sure you guys have all heard heard of that. New Orleans. They got uh, boiled crab down there, shellfish and that. But uh, it is the home of the Dixie Brewing Company. 
Yeah. Uh, over the summer, they, uh, they made an announcement that they were going to change their name. Uh, they were going to move away from the Dixie Brewing Company name, and they have officially uh, announced what their new name is going to be. The Washington football team brewing company. (laughs) (laughs) Man, that's a good name. I wish somebody (laughs) picked that one up. No, but it is going to be Foberg Brewing Company. F-O-B-E-R-G? Nope. New Orleans. (laughs) U-R-G-H? You got to Cajun it up a little bit. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) F-E-A-U-X. Go Tigers. (laughs) But no, it is actually uh, F-A-U-B-O-U-R-G. Foberg. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, you got to French it up a little bit. Just a little bit. But uh, there is a a method behind the madness on this. Uh, That is actually French for neighborhood. Oh. And they like to see themselves as a, a neighborhood beer. They are New Orleans' oldest brewery. Yeah. Um, so they want to see that as a way to bring people together, bring the neighborhood together. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a good initiative considering yes. the way, like, I, I know when they named it, it wasn't meant to be that way. It's the same thing as, like, the, uh, the Confederate flag on the General Lee was right. it meant to stand for that kind of shit mm-hmm. that the, you know even though it's a traitorous you know <laughs> it, it's, it is it's a, it's a it's a flag of a traitor nation but <laughs> but things have changed yeah. so dixie brewing is changing with it uh they went uh they had over 5000 submissions um uh, presented to them uh they came uh, came to foberg as the winner uh, it will switch over in early 2021. They will be able to do that. Was Brewery McBrewer face the I assume so. <laughs> I, I assume there's some jag off that put that out there. Uh, but the other thing I found out is their uh, Dixie Beer Museum, number one. I had no idea they had a Dixie Beer Museum, which is neat. Uh, but they're going to expand that into just a New Orleans Beer Museum. So. Oh. They're bringing in all the breweries from the New Orleans area to get them in on this uh, this museum, which I think is pretty neat. I really like that idea. So they can get some Abita stuff in there and get them paying rent. <laughs> I'll drink Abita. I don't mind. No, I mean, they do have some good stuff. I'm just saying, like, I think they're the biggest brewery, even though Dixie might be the oldest. Right. Yeah, they are definitely the most well-known. Yeah. Considering we're here in Pittsburgh talking about them. Yeah. Good point. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, Dixie going away in early 2021 to Foberg. I really like New Orleans Brewing Team. You should have went that way. New Orleans Brewing Team, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, something like that. (laughs) I think that would have been a better name, but... That would have been good. Yeah, the one they got is pretty good, too. Yeah, it's fine. (laughs) Cool. Uh, Do you have another one, Adam? Sure, why not? Yeah. Uh, This one is uh, another, I guess, I guess you call it a... It's a non-local story. It's not necessarily a national story. Right. Panera Bread. Everybody knows and loves Panera Bread. If you want to buy $18 salads, you go to Panera Bread. Yeah. Uh, But they are actually doing some test kitchens in Kansas City that will now include alcohol sales. Booze. Yes. Some booze with your bread bowls. Yes. So if you want all the carbs, just go to Panera Bread in Kansas City. There are five locations. Uh, that are going to test this out. Uh, they're working with Menage a Trois Winery. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you get some some stuff there. And Boulevard Brewing. Yeah. Which 
I don't know if we've had them on the show. I know I've just had them in general. Pretty sure we've had at least one Boulevard on the show, but yes, also just drink Boulevard in general. Just in general. Yeah, yeah. they make good beers. I like them. Uh, yeah. But they're, they're going to offer three different uh, Boulevard offerings. There's the pale ale, the wheat, which I assume is their unfiltered wheat, it and is. a seltzer. And I had no idea that a seltzer was going to be made by Boulevard. I had no idea they were going to do that. I think it's like a strawberry lemon basil seltzer. Oh, all right. I mean, yeah. that, it, that makes sense at Panera Bread. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's for the... For the uh, crowd that shops at Panera, they're not really going to want to get down on Boulevard's barley wine program <laughs> right. with their no. overpriced broccoli cheese <laughs> soup. <laughs> lighter fare. They're going for a lighter fare. Yeah. I wonder if they're going to go for the same deal where for 99 cents you can add a cookie or a pastry onto your beer. You know? <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. Put it on the rim like an orange wedge. Just put a cookie oh. on there. Yeah. Hey, you're on something now. The yeah. gears are always turning. <laughs> <laughs> the everything that, bagel spout. Oh, oh! Don't say that too loud. Somebody's gonna pick that up. It's probably already been done. It, <laughs> it, it probably is. Yeah. Wouldn't be surprised. Uh, uh, Forty-six bucks for a drink, which honestly, uh, for a pint of Boulevard, yeah, I'll pay. It. I'll pay that. Yeah, that's fine. It's yeah. not terrible. <laughs> uh, the Boulevard we had on the show was their Easy Sport Recreational Ale. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I remember that beer. That was a, that yeah. was definitely an easy drinker. I could see that one being on the sh- on the uh, the menu at Panera's. Yeah, uh, from what I was reading though, the uh, the Panera, it's even taking on like a name for this service. You have to buy alcohol after four p.m. So it's oh, like okay, uh, it's the program is called Panera Tonight. Like so, Mac Tonight? Are they just stealing shit from the eighties? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like, uh, it's like uh, you know, uh, Cartoon Network switching over to Adult Swim. Just, <laughs> yeah. We're no, we're no longer Panera. We're Panera tonight. So now we have <laughs> beer and wine. Kids I go know, home after dark. Yeah, exactly. Kids go home. It's getting rowdy in Panera. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy's getting into the Pinot. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well. One last thing I wanted to bring up sure. is uh, just a little bit of election news. It's very mm-hmm. simple. I don't think it's going to be too divisive for this program, but uh, John Hickenlooper, we've talked about him in the past. With He was the governor of Colorado, uh, but he was also one of the original craft brewer owners when he opened Wincoop Brewing back in the late 80s, and that's, that's the brewery that's famous for having that bull testicle stout. Oh yeah, for to bring everybody back up to speed. But he actually won his uh, election to become a U.S. senator from Colorado, making him the first craft brewer to be a U.S. senator. I, assuming assuming you don't count the old old school home brewers that I'm sure there was a bunch of back you know in the 17 and 1800s. Where it wasn't a, a hobby or a business, but it was a lifestyle. Right. Where it's just everybody had brewed back then. Yeah. <laughs> and still nobody makes money. Right. Right. <laughs> so I think still poor. <laughs> that's our end to get a U.S. senator on this show, Steve. Yeah. 
I think that's our path to success. Yeah, we, we can we can do our best now. I mean, uh, Michael Moeller of the Building Breweries podcast, I believe he had John Hickenlooper back when he was just the governor. So. <laughs> yeah, just slumming it as a governor. <laughs> so, yeah, I, th- I think we can maybe try to swing it and see if we can get him on. Get him on before he gets sworn in in January. Yeah. Do you have a statement for the people? <laughs> what can you promise us? The, the people of Pittsburgh. Yes. 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 What, for, what you, as a Colorado <laughs> senator, can do for the Pittsburgh people. <laughs> the floor is yours. Yeah. So, yeah, that was one little neat thing I had to mention. Yes. But. So. Yeah. Speaking of misspeaking, let's come back to the beer. And I was drinking the wind, the winding path by Windridge. So you are really struggling with this and I don't know why. It's a lot of W words. (laughs) And I had speech therapy as a kid. So this is all too hard. (laughs) This is the final exam. Exactly. Uh, But yes, the, the winding path boreal spruce IPA. It's a really easy drinker. I mean, I, again, I don't know if Adam would be in love with it. Because, I'm okay with that. Yeah. It, it still is an IPA, and It's, but it has like a maltiness to it, but it's still just, I don't know, too sprucey, too. It's got a little bit of spice to it that comes with like that treeness. <laughs> <laughs> treeness. But, yeah, treeness. But it's still not Simcoe Blast Your Palate, you know, pine cone. So it's still yeah. a respectable beer. Yeah, yeah. It's a very respectable and drinkable beer. Nice. And great heading into Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, how about you? We'll only talk about your second beer. We won't talk about the first one. Yeah, I'm drinking the passion fruit, uh, sweet cherry, peach, hydra from Mortalis. And like I said, I found that in the back of the fridge. So I was like, well. A couple months old and we see what it's like and i gotta tell you what it is absolutely delicious just as delicious as the day that i probably picked it up nice so really awesome i i really love the hydra series that they're putting out like you know when we talk about like fruited sours everybody talks about the answer and you know all these other bigger names but mortalis in my opinion is literally right up there neck and neck with them and just getting better and better every single day so gotta just kind of keep gotta keep moving in their direction man like you know I love their stuff. It's fantastic. So are, are, were you able to attain that here in the Pittsburgh area or did you have to get that mailed in or is that through a beer connection? How were you able to get it? Fortunately, I have a brother-in-law who lives like two hours away from Mortalis and goes there literally every weekend. So nice. he just brings stuff to me and I just send the money. Like I don't even tell him, <laughs> give me that. he's just like, here, you know, I brought you this and I'm like, all right, you know, I give him 40 bucks. I get two, four backs and it's all good. Right on. I got awesome. to get, get me a brother-in-law that lives by RAR. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> so, yeah I don't have many connections down there, but I'll find a way. Yeah. Can, your bro- can one of your brothers move back there? <laughs> I'll ask him. <laughs> yeah. Tell him to I don't know how him. well it's going to go. <laughs> yeah. You can call Joe Biden. He lives down in that way, doesn't he? Well, he will. Th- Delaware. Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess he will. Huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, boy, we're going to look like assholes if that's not the case on Friday. <laughs> yeah. I'll probably edit that. Wait, no, you can still count it because you live in Delaware. So Yeah, yeah, you know. it's still in the weird swampy area. <laughs> yeah, a little weird part of uh, America. <laughs> that's just America. Just America. <laughs> Adam? Uh, but for me, uh, the higher learning by Yellow Bridge, 
Uh, real easy trigger. I mean, come on. It's a, it's a straight down the middle cream ale. Yeah. It's not going to be exciting, but I like it. I like it as a cream ale. It's got, like I said earlier, it's got that little hint of, of sweetness to it, a natural sweetness. Uh, like I said, it doesn't have like, you know, a lactose sweetness or anything to it, just sort of a, a natural malty sweetness to it. I like it. Uh, this is one that I could probably, you know, grab a four pack and just have a Sunday afternoon, watch football or sit outside if it's nice and just drink them and enjoy. Cool. These are, these are good, just relaxing beers. You don't need to be fancy. This ain't fancy. And it's still really good. I like it. All right. Great. Well, we're going to take a break. Come back. Segment two. Learn about Cheers Yinsfest from Ryan and drink some more beer. See you then. First Sip Brew Box is a one-of-a-kind subscription service for craft beer lovers based right here in Pittsburgh. Every month, First Sip will send you a box full of craft beer enthusiast essentials, including t-shirts, glassware, and even food. Right now, our friends at First Sip Brew Box have an offer for you. Just sign up for a three-month subscription and get your fourth month free. Just enter the code HOPUSA when you sign up at FirstSipBrewBox.com. That's H-O-P-U-S-A at checkout to get your fourth month free at FirstSipBrewBox.com. Welcome back to episode 178 of the Hop Nation USA podcast. It's segment two, and we're still here with the Chancellor of the Fuel by Hops Empire, Ryan. Hello. Yes. And also, Adam is here as well. (laughs) I don't even get a name or nothing. It's just, eh, Adam's here too. That's fine. You're always here. (laughs) Thanks, Steve. Start (laughs) cultivating the website more. I'll give you a title. Yeah, all right. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) Drive traffic. Write about Buffalo Wang beers. (laughs) No. No, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, what's that though? We are speaking to Ryan, but we're also drinking beer, mm-hmm. as always. Yes. So let's move on to the second beers that we're drinking this evening. Ryan, I'll let you go first because you had a, kind of a misfire the first segment. So I'll let you see if yeah. you re- recover on this one. So I was actually um, inspired by Adam and went down to the beer fridge and I found an other half cream get the honey down in there Ah. which is a honey cream ipa oh that is a lot going on yes yeah so i grabbed a four pack of this when i was up in the other half in the finger lakes actually and uh, this is absolutely delicious not my favorite other half beer but if you're into those cream ales and like that honey vibe and ipas all that good stuff there's a lot going on in this one little beer and it is phenomenal nice Is there any mention of like what it's hopped with? You know what? I could probably find that out on Untapped or something, but um, I don't know. But it's six percent, so you know, nice little easy drink here. And um, don't really know what it's hopped with or anything else about it, but it is damn delicious. Fair enough. I was just yeah, just curious because I'm like I don't know exactly what you would hop with honey, you know? So yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll go. I picked up something unusual for myself, but not the brewery. You'll understand when you see. I'm very <laughs> curious now. Yes. The brewery is not unusual for me, but the beer is. I picked up a fruited sour. Really? Yes. But I picked it up from Prairie. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. That makes sense. I said to myself, surely the people whose stout game is completely on point that I love 
they won't steer me wrong with a fruited sour. <laughs> and did they? Their stout game is on point. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what a nice way of saying that beer sucked. <laughs> it's it's honestly not that the beer sucks. It's just it's it doesn't work for me. That's all it is. It sounds like you are trying to describe the way that I would describe an IPA. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there are like there are like fruited sours in the world that definitely work for me, but they're always the way sugary, way hopped up, you know, dessert garbage. Mm-hmm. And this is a lot more down the road of a tart. So this is the Prairie Punch. And it's a sour ale with blackberry, cherry, and lime. And, I mean, that should have told me that it was going to be too tart for me, but (laughs) it didn't. I I still tried it. Uh, It's only 5% alcohol, too, surprisingly. But, yeah, it's it's just a little bit too sour for me to fall in love with. And if you're watching on the video, you can tell that, like, just no light gets through this at all. Mm -mm. It actually reflected light and (laughs) made its own bounce. (laughs) but yeah yeah it looks very smoothie ish yeah it is, it is very close to smoothie like there's a bunch of shit floating around in the glass there's a lot of sh- stuff clinging to my glass mm-hmm. as i drink it so there's like a lot of puree in there it's just yeah it doesn't uh doesn't fly for me being too sour but, so did, was there anything on the can about uh obviously trying to keep it cold or anything like that no, there was nothing on the can about that, which is surprising because yeah, it's very if it has that much puree in it, stuff. So. Yeah, I it, it's surprising to me because I've seen this can sitting out warm at different oh. places. I bought it. I bought it cold, mm-hmm. uh, but I did see it sitting out warm at other places, and I guess it was fine. <laughs> well, hopefully they don't have to learn a lesson the hard way. Yeah, hopefully. So I, maybe it's just not enough. I mean, it, again, it only said it was 5% on the ABV. So maybe it's just not, uh, or it's also possible they pasteurized before they put it in the can. Right. They may have been able to find find the limit and then walk it back half a step. Yeah, walk it back half a step or just kill everything in there. So, <laughs> There's that too, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not sure. But otherwise, yeah, Adam, Ryan, you guys would probably like, probably like this. But yes. well, you know, sours are my game, so I would mm-hmm. definitely enjoy it. But I have an update actually on the cream get the honey. So yeah. I actually did some research here. I.e. went to Untap, and um, you know where all the professionals reside, right? <laughs> and um, the description that is on Untap is cream get the honey is a honey cream IPA brewed with tons of oats, like everything else the other half does, and hundreds of pounds of raw New York State orange blossom honey. Then hopped lovingly with, get this, it's actually not that surprising, mosaic. Oh, wow. uh, <laughs> but they, they mentioned that at the end, so that's like the last piece of it. So obviously the, you know, the hops aren't the focal point of this thing. No. But um, yeah, this one's super delicious. I just love like other half and their odiness, I guess I should say. How they have like just a really great like mouthfeel and stuff. And this is one of my favorite breweries out there. Nice. You you had me going for a second there. I thought maybe you're gonna say Fuggle, and I got really <laughs> excited. I haven't had a Fuggle beer in a while. Oh, I love me some Fuggle. That's the only only hop that anybody should be able to use. 
Yeah, mosaics and like everything. So. <laughs> well, when you get your own North Korea, Adam, you can make sure everybody brews. That's right. But but for now, I'll just drink other people's beers. Yeah. And for me, uh, I guess we're all just going on a sour kick for this segment because I also have a sour. I have the uh, the sauced from yeah. Union Brothers. Uh, if you're paying attention to our Twitters, uh, you saw that Steve had a Sunday fun day. Hell yeah. Uh, that included this beer. Hell yeah. <laughs> but uh, now I'm going to have it on the show because I had it in my fridge and I wanted to drink it. It's a good beer. <laughs> so here it is. It is a good beer. I really yeah. like it. Um, the fact that I like it and Steve likes it at the same time right. says a lot right there. Now, yeah, just, I mean, before you get into it, Adam, just for me, this one was on the side of sours that I enjoyed because it was tart, but it also was just a lot more like breakfast juice. Yes. It was like, it was like orange juice for me, but with, you know, passion fruit and mango. <laughs> yeah. Dole juice. Yeah. Dole combination juices. Yeah. Yeah. That's also 5% ABV. Like it is. Oh, I'm sorry. Five and a half. I, I oh. almost chopped half a half an ABV off there. Well, but yeah, this is a, this is a really good beer. This is a good beer for like very early fall. You know, things are still warm, but you can tell in the next couple of weeks, it's going to start cooling down a little bit. Yep. This is uh yeah, I like this beer. I hope I can find it again because I'm going to buy it. This is the first beer I've, I think this is the first beer I've had from uh, Union Brothers. Mm-hmm. I didn't uh, Zealy in Opal Harmony area, but uh, I'm going to get some more one way or another. I know, yeah. I know such a big secret too about them and I want to, I want to tell you, but <laughs> you can tell us when we're not recording. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I have permission to do so, but yeah. they're really, really good, good stuff happening out of there. I love those guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not the, I mean, it's not the first beer I've had from them. I've had beer from them at beers of the Berg, which is like when I first encountered them, but it's definitely the first fruited sour I had by them. Mm-hmm. And that for sure is a real good brunch beer. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then I, I, I've already seen like the sauce is a series that they're putting out. Cause I think yeah. they've already put out a blueberry cheesecake. Yep. They, they, yeah. and they sell it out in like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's already, it's already out and gone, but like, yeah. yeah, I was drinking, I was drinking the one Adam's drinking and then saw that one, the blueberry cheesecake on other social media feeds. I'm like, Oh, I'm already behind. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. A good beer is still a good beer. Yep. Zach's a good good guy. Zach from uh, Union Brothers, great guy. And the beer that he's putting out, you know, for them, they literally just opened June first. Mm-hmm. They, they like literally only have a few months under their belt, and this is the beer they're pumping out. That's going to be a very big problem in about a year. Or so if you, <laughs> a if good keep, problem. Yeah, it's a very good problem to have. I mean, they're just they just keep getting better and better and better and better. And mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, I'm excited to come back in like a year and see where you guys are at. Cause you're starting here, boy, <laughs> Yeah, you're going to be top notch in no time. So high ceiling. They got high a high ceiling. ceiling for those guys. Definite, definitely. The poutine fries are really good too. Did I say that right? Poutine. poutine. We say poutine on here. So yeah. Poutine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah please. <laughs> That's the other thing. I haven't been up to their brewery proper, but I have heard that their food is very good as well. Very good. Yep, I've very heard good. that from multiple sources. Hmm. That's good to know. I haven't heard that, that might, but that might be now an I afternoon have. trip. Yes. Yeah. I haven't heard that, but now I have. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Gotta catch up, Steve. Come on. Yeah. Well, speaking of Union Brothers, they are one of the breweries participating in Cheers Yinsfest this year. That is true. That yeah. is correct. So we're talking with Ryan this week because he is, you know, the organizer of Cheers Yinsfest. 
And it's, in a way, it's your way of supplanting what was going to be your Fueled Fest this year. Yep. Um, unfortunately, Fueled Fest has been pushed back. And you can talk about that as well if you want. But November 21st, you'll be holding Cheers Yin's Fest in a socially responsible and socially distanced virtual manner. That's great. But uh, why don't you go ahead and just tell everybody what Cheers Yin's Fest is going to be? Sure. So, you know, I, we we have been striking out with festivals this year because we are going to do the original Fueled Fest 412 on March the 14th. And as you know, uh, COVID reared its ugly head up around like March 12th. And yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. We, we had to make an, a, you know, final hour decision to, to postpone that festival. Unfortunately we did because that was the same day as the St. Patrick's day parade, which ended up getting shut down. And if we would have even tried to do the festival, one breweries wouldn't have been there because everybody was freaked out. And two, we would have just gotten shut down from the, by the, by the city. So we pushed the festival off till uh, postponed it till November 21st thinking like, Hey, that's plenty of time to, get past COVID and all that. Well, yeah, that, yeah, wasn't the case at all. So we basically said, you know what, we are getting like sick and tired of, of trying to do a festival and not be able to do it. Um, we kept talking to brewers and a bunch of breweries and this was like around like September ish, like early September. And they all told us the same thing. They were like, you know, things are going really well right now. Um, but that's because of outdoor seating. So like, yeah, we're able to keep ourselves afloat with outdoor seating but every single one of them was like, we don't know what we're going to do in, in when the cold weather hits, right? Because capacity is still going to be limited inside. They can only have about 50% of their capacity indoors. So with no outdoor seating available, like who's going to sit outside in the middle of a blizzard? Probably not too many people. Um, they're all just sitting there like worried, like what the heck do we do? So they kind of like set the bell off in my head and said, hey, um, obviously somebody doesn't want us to successfully make money in the, in, in beer festivals this year. So why don't we do one and let's give all the money back to the industry. So the idea here with this festival is that, you know, since it's virtual, you can't get more socially distanced and, um, I don't think COVID can wreck a virtual festival, but it's 2020. So I don't know. Don't give it any ideas. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I'm just, you know, anything could happen this year, but Nonetheless, uh, the idea here was, you know, let's do this festival and let's give the money back to the breweries that participate in it. So let's take all the ticket money, less any of the fees and stuff that we have to pay. Let's take all the sponsorship money that we're getting in and let's take it and let's divvy it up amongst the breweries that participate in the event. So it's our little way of giving money back. You know, we're not going to solve any of their major financial problems or anything like that with the festival, but it's just going to be a great way for to, to accomplish a couple of things, you know, the first thing is put a little bit of money in their pocket before the cold weather gets there. And to really remind everybody that your local craft breweries need your help through this winter. Like if, if we only accomplish that, I will find this festival to be successful, you know, just let reminding everybody that, Hey, yeah, we all love those hype breweries from all over the place. We get it. But your local guys down the street really need your help. They're going to really need you this this winter. So get out there and support them. So it's going to be a really good day to just celebrate craft beer, support craft beer, and just have a good time with everybody. So we are super excited to put this event on. Nice. So you're talking about local craft breweries. Can you give us a kind of a, a lineup, a hint of who all is going to be involved? Yeah. So when we started reaching out to, to breweries, it was really interesting dynamic because 
normally when you like ask breweries if they want to come to a festival, you, they kind of just tell you to kick rocks <laughs> and then you just got to keep asking. And then every now and then you'll find somebody who will be like, yeah, you know, well, I mean, I'm a small guy in, in the game. The bigger guys have like people's cell phone numbers that they can text and stuff. So they, they get <laughs> guesses, but what we, what we're doing, we started like just, just literally shooting emails out to breweries that were in our network and we, we got a good response back. So we were like, okay, we need to like put some rhyme or reason <laughs> to this uh, festival. So we added in, we, we reached out to a couple of the larger breweries that we know. And um, what was cool about that was all of them, most of them anyway, uh, came in and they were like, yeah, we want to just participate in the event, but we don't want to actually take any of the money, you know, give our share of the money to one of the other breweries that can use it. So we started seeing this cool dynamic happening. So that kind of led us to say, okay, well, let's reach out to some smaller breweries that we think are going to have you know, more, the, more difficulty than um, the other places. So mm-hmm. I won't say which ones, are, you know, we, we were thinking or which ones are keeping the money and which ones are taking the money. We'll leave that between me and the breweries. Um, but nonetheless, so locally we have some really, really, really great options. Um, we have hitchhiker who, who's going to be a part of, of it. Uh, Intergroove who, I don't know if you guys have had anything from Intergroove recently, but their stuff is absolutely amazing. And I love everything that they're putting out. So we have uh, Hitchhiker, we have Intergroove, we have Sobels uh, coming along. Union Brothers is going to be there. Altered Genius is going to be at the event. Uh, Lavery out of uh, Erie is going to be there. A couple of bigger names like Vitamin C is going to be there. Uh, We have Mustang Sally out of Virginia is going to be there. Outer Belt and Wolf's Ridge out of Columbus. They're both going to be at the festival. So we're going to have kind of a nice little geographic, uh, you know, mix of people and then also different size breweries and then collective arts, which is probably the biggest name on the, on the whole list is also participating in the event and they're actually sponsoring the festival too. And also doing some cool stuff um, with the uh, sessions. So it's going to be a really, really cool vibe of big breweries, small breweries, local breweries, out of town breweries. So all these cool breweries that you're going to be able to meet and interact with and have fun time with. There will be somebody new that you can kind of get introduced to. Exactly. Yep. Nice. Cool. Yeah. And on top of that, you're not just having like the ability for people to come talk to brewers, talk to breweries and learn about them, Mm -hmm. but you also have like a speaker lineup and you have a lot of people from all over the industry, which I like because like, it seems like you're, you're hitting every part of vertical integration top to bottom. Like from, ag- from, agri- yeah, I mean, from agriculture, because you have Brendan from CNC malt mm-hmm. and then you also have, uh, you have people from marketing as well as, uh, Jen Bohr from hoop design, who's creating, who you know does can art. Mm-hmm. So you have all these people, but they're all going to do presentations yep. uh, as part of your speaker schedule which is in a way very similar to like the craft beer or uh, craft brewers conference. Yeah. That was and kind of the goal. The, the goal was to sort of create a beer festival with a conference vibe. And um, we really missed the mark of calling it fueled con. I'm like, damn. <laughs> 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 but uh, we have another idea for that, but nonetheless, you know, we, um, we wanted to kind of make this a little bit different than the average festival or the average, uh, um, online virtual festival that we were we were looking at we really wanted to bring a lot of value to not only the drinkers but also to the industry as well 
So we created this concept. You know, I was thinking about different conferences that I, my, my day job, I speak at conferences. So I go to conferences all the time. Um, but I was like, you know what? Let's get some big name speakers to, to see if we can do keynotes. And um, we were able to land our, our biggest keynote speaker is Julia Hers, who, if you're unfamiliar with her, she is um, known as the face of craft beer. So she formerly was a, I'm going to butcher her title, former title, but craft beer director of the Brewers Association, I believe was what her, her title was. So she was really, really high up, but she is like literally the brains of, they, they consider her to be the, the brains behind the craft beer explosion over the last 10 years. So she is just super involved in the industry and just really, really knowledgeable. But she lost her job at the Brewers Association during COVID-19. She got laid off. So she kind of became the perfect fit because, you know, here it is, somebody who's you would think would be bulletproof in the industry was impacted by COVID-19. So um, she obviously landed on her feet because now she's a speaker and, you know, kind of has her own gig going. But she's going to start kick everything off and talk a little bit about the current state of craft beer and different things that we can do during these trying times. Yeah, see, ah, ah, yeah. someone's getting paid a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> so no, yeah, we um, she's going to kick everything off for us, and then we have a second keynote speaker who's actually um, sort of local to the area. Her name's Barb Baker. She goes by Siren of Stout. She's the vice president of. Uh, um, collective called Fermentum, and it's a woman collective that's helping women bridge barriers in the craft beer. So that's going to be really cool to get, like, you know, um, talk a little bit more to her about what she's looking to do. She's from Steubenville, so she totally understood the yin's thing, which I thought was really, really cool. Because <laughs> <laughs> most people ask me about that, but um, yeah, she totally got it. And then we're also going to have uh, some local uh, Pittsburgh people have come together and created like a diversity and inclusion panel for craft beer which um, they're going to kind of follow things up. So we're going to have a main stage area with our kind of keynote and main panel. And then we're going to take a little break. And then we're going to uh, bust right into a series of half hour, um, uh, we call breakout sessions. And there's going to be breakouts for the drinkers. And then there's going to be breakouts for the industry people. So uh, like Stephen talked about, you know, on the industry side, we have a um, line Bynes Hop Farm. Great guys are going to talk all about hops. And trust me, these guys are going to literally give you an education on hops. They're amazing <laughs> how much they know. Uh, but we also have some marketing people in there, uh, content on draft, talking a little bit about social media. Um, Aaron Gore from Fresh Pits Consulting is going to come in and talk a little bit about um, better educating your staff on, on beer styles and things like that. So we're going to have three segments, you know, three slots of breakout sessions. And I think we have two or three to choose from in each track for each thing. So you're going to have plenty of options to choose from. So lots of great people on the industry side, like, you know, Brendan from CNC is going to be there. Um, man, I can't even think of everybody right now, to be honest with you, but on the drinker side, we're going to have some really cool things too. We have a, a social media panel, you know, people talking about, you know, beer and social media and the whole rise of the influencer and all that good stuff. I'm really kind of intrigued about that. We're doing a um, food and beer pairing with my friends at Marino's in Greensburg. So I'm actually going to go to Marino's and we're going to do a socially distant um, beer pairing kind of live on, on the set there. We're still figuring out how to fully pull that one off, but we're going to be doing uh, um, some stuff based on their menu and their tap list. And then um, Collective Arts is going to be doing a street art demonstration with one of their artists. So 
you're going to be able to like do it with her live on the screen and she's going to tell you everything you need to do it like to get in order to do it but we're going to have that little dynamic going which is going to be really really neat so all kinds of cool stuff there for the drinkers all kinds of cool stuff for the industry and then the festival will conclude with a half hour set from uh the local pittsburgh band fucky dinosaurs yeah okay they're gonna kind of take it into the they're gonna close it out for us if you will but while all this fun stuff is happening at the uh the breakout sessions in the festival we are going to have what we call the expo area just like if you go to a conference you have the expo area with a bunch of people with tables giving you free pens and shirts and all that good stuff unfortunately you're not going to get any pens and shirts but we wanted to recreate the uh beer festival floor um, concept so we created this area called the expo area and we gave each brewery its own virtual booth that you can go into. There's going to be designated times when the brewery is going to be in that booth and you can go in there, chit chat with them, talk to them, interact with them, you know, tell them their beer sucks, tell them their beer is great. I don't know, <laughs> but we're going to have all that. We're also going to have a room in there in the expo area for um, if you wanted to trade your empty collectibles, um, you can do that inside of that room. And uh, we're going to have another room with some music and, you know, just some people, you know, doing some cool stuff. A silent uh, disco? <laughs> basically. basically. <laughs> I, that, I'm actually most excited about that because the brewery that they might do that from is really going to be big soon. So I don't want to give too much out because we haven't like nailed that down yet. But where they're going to be DJing from is going to be from a pretty popular brewery. So um, that one's really, really exciting. And they're in Atlanta. Let's just put it that way. I'll give you that hint. Okay. So, all right, water. <laughs> not sweet water. <laughs> it's not sweet water, but yeah. So, so we have like it's just going to be a good day. Where you can just you know for ten bucks you can get all access to the event. Wow. Yeah, and um, you know the goal here, you know, every other virtual festival, the goal was for they they had beer on the ticket, right? Like you bought a ticket and they shipped you beer. Mm-hmm. So you paid like ninety bucks, a hundred bucks, and you got a ticket to the event and you got beer. Well we look at it like this. The whole goal of this festival is to support local craft beer. I would rather sell you a $10 ticket and then you go down the road and buy $80 worth of beer from abjuration or something like that. And, um, or Creekside or Creekside <laughs> yeah. where you can get a whole bunch of local beer. <laughs> and, and they're a sponsor of Cheers Against Fest. I know. <laughs> <laughs> little plug, little plug. Somebody did their research, Steve. Someone ain't done. <laughs> someone yeah. can also, someone can also just have the website up and be looking as well. <laughs> I don't even have the website up. That's amazing. <laughs> but no, I mean, the goal here is just to support local craft beer. So you know, we'd rather you pay next to nothing to get into the festival and then, you know, go down to your local brewery, buy a bunch of beer and support them in that way. So we're kind of indirectly achieving our mission in, in mm-hmm. that manner. So and it's a $10 yeah. ticket. I mean, who can say no to a $10 ticket? Like, even if you don't go to the festival, you know, it's 10 right. bucks, went to a good cause and, you know, call it a day. So yeah. The yeah. worst so, thing that happens is support, support something local. Exactly. That's oh no, that's the happens. worst. Oh no. Yeah. So it's going to be four hours of good craft beer programming. We try to keep it no more than four hours. We want to keep it, you know, um, if we're going to take up your Saturday, we want to, you know, make sure we don't take up too much of it, but I think it's going to be a good time. There's going to be a lot of good people there and a lot of great speakers, a lot of good, valuable content. And, um, you know, I mean, we locked in Julia Hurst as the keynote speaker. Like I, I, I literally straight up cold emailed her and was like, Hey, do you want to do this? And I didn't hear back from her forever. And then finally she responded and she was like, 
I don't usually respond to these, but there's something about this festival that I feel like I need to be a part of it. (laughs) Okay. All right. Very cool. Very cool. So yeah, it's going to be a good time. And, um, you know, we are uh, really excited and, you know, it's a different dynamic on the beer festival because, you know, you don't see too many that actually benefit the breweries. We see beer festivals that benefit other charities and we see, you know, beer festivals that are for profit. Well, nobody's really ever doing anything to actually get back to the breweries. And in my opinion, they're the engines that make those things work. So, you know, here's an opportunity for us to to do it and um, we're going to do it. And hopefully everybody has a great time. It's the first one we're doing. So please don't butcher me if you don't have a good time, but <laughs> I think we have it pretty well thought out. I think so. Yes. Uh, that was yeah. about to say, this is a very well thought out uh, lineup, layout, things like that. You, you've definitely taken yep. the convention theme to a, a very uh, good level with all the different, you know, breakouts of things like that. I don't think I've ever seen that in a virtual festival yet. Logistically, I have not. Logistically, good luck. Yeah. I, I, I give you all, all the props in the world for, for getting at this. I know it'll be a success. Sure. Appreciate that. And if you want to keep with traditional conference vibes, you can get drunk at your house right. and fall asleep <laughs> in your bed face down like I typically do when I go to these conferences. Like the first night, you know, you always get like super hammered the first night of a conference. All the fun, but none of the travel. <laughs> exactly. You're just right at your house. So, yeah. yeah I, I will say, uh, I, I've seen like you were talking about you, how you have the expo space. And I've actually seen that through some of my other clients mm-hmm. that I do editing work for. They, they've set up their own virtual festivals for like podiatric medicine or whatever. This is one of my clients. They, uh, but they are also offering expo space the same way you are for people to come in and just be in a booth. And then, you know, if you come yep. visit and talk to, the vendor you can and you can learn from the vendor and you can visit all the vendors you want so yeah i think that's actually a pretty cool thing yeah like i said we wanted it to feel just like if you walked into a regular beer festival and you looked around and you saw you know all the brewery names on the signs mm-hmm. and you can walk up to the booth and talk to the brewer or whoever is there from the brewery we kind of wanted to create that same vibe just in yeah. the first virtual space and if you just happen to be drinking a beer by that brewery, then you're probably more likely to go talk to them and then they can tell you more about that beer. So exactly. Obviously you're going to have to get armadillo on so people can figure out what the fuck's up with that slime beer. But. No. <laughs> Shout out to those guys, but no, I, it, it's a no from me. Armadillo. <laughs> we'll try other stuff from them. <laughs> yeah. They are a GABF medal winner this year as well. So did not know that. Okay. Yeah, they they won. They actually won for a honey beer. If we want to oh, come, okay. if we want to come back to what everybody's doing, yeah, they actually won gold medal <laughs> for a honey beer. Hmm. So did, they're not just, they're not just crazy. <laughs> did, didn't Gristhouse win a like a honey award? It wasn't GABF? It was some no, no, no. It was for some sort of bee foundation or honey coalition. Yeah. <laughs> great adam just yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was dark nectar dark nectar and another one of their beers both won awards uh yes and i i think i've had the other one on the show and i can't remember what it is yeah and i had but it was nectar. good i remember that <laughs> and i had dark nectar the porter nice. so <laughs> we had so a- i guess they asked the all-important question where do you get tickets for this thing sure so all of the festival information is at cheersyinsfest.com um, for you guys who are in Fueled by Hops, you know that's my famous line, Cheers Yins. That's how I close everything off. But um, yeah, so go to cheersyinsfest.com 
go in there up in the upper right hand corner of the screen you'll see get tickets click that button and it's going to take you to a hop in registration page hop in is the platform that we're using to put this thing on so we've had a few people email me and say hey this thing took me to a different website yeah it's supposed to um <laughs> it worked <laughs> yeah so you can go on there you can buy your tickets tickets start at ten dollars so for ten dollars you just get an all, all day access pass for 25 bucks, we're giving you all access to the event for the whole day, plus we're gonna give you a festival glass. Disclaimer, the glass is gonna come after the festival because yeah. <laughs> um, we need to know how many to order. So, um, so we're gonna send you the, the, a glass and then for 50 bucks, uh, we're gonna give you not only all day access, not only um, a festival glass, but we're also gonna take an extra 25 bucks and give it directly to the breweries. So you really don't get anything physical in exchange for that extra 25 bucks, but you get some good vibes and um, we will definitely high five you if we ever see you in person. But what's really interesting about that is majority of the people who bought tickets to the festival so far have bought the $50 ticket. So awesome. Nice. Yeah. Nice. yeah super cool. Uh, one last real quick question uh, is all of the speaking engagements. Are those going to be able to watch later in some space? Yes. Yes. We are still working on that piece. Um, I'm not hundred percent sure how we're going to pull, how we're going to do it, but we are working as hard as we can to continue access. I want to give access for like at least 60 days yeah. after the mm -hmm. event, just in case somebody misses something or wants to go back. So we still have to work that piece of it out. This is kind of new territory. So we're, you know, still, Vim still working <clears throat> on that. Vimeo lets you use passwords. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm sure just, there's something like that with this too, but we just we haven't gotten to that that piece of it yet. But we'll get that figured out before yeah. the event. Yeah, right on. Just just asking because I I know you said there was there was going to be overlap with some of the speaking engagements, and uh, you're yeah. not gonna people aren't going to be able to do everything in the four hours. So sure. Yeah. Uh, let's come back though. We'll quickly review what we've been drinking this segment. I have been drinking the Prairie Punch. It's a fruited sour, but it's not quite my jam. Aha. Even though ah. it looks like a jam. Yeah, even though it looks like strawberry jam. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fine, and other people would enjoy it. It's just a little too tart for me. If you got extra cans laying around, let me know. Nope, only bought one because I don't. I don't buy fruited sours by the fours. I know. <laughs> I know that's a gamble with me. <laughs> Well, I had to try. I That's had to fine. try. That's fair. <laughs> uh, Adam, how are you feeling? Uh, sauced. I'm feeling good and sauced mm -hmm. with Very this cool. uh, Union Brothers. Uh, it's good beer. Yeah. Like I said before, I mean, it hasn't gotten worse. Hmm? How could it? Yeah, I'll second it, that. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, if you like if you like sour beers that are not – like that's the thing. It's tart, but it's not overly sour to be obnoxious. I, I think it's, it finds it, a good balance there. If you like the tart beers and you like a good fruit and sour, go find something by Union Brothers in their sauce series. I think you'll be you'll be pleasantly surprised. Yes. Oh, indeed. Ryan, how's your Yeah, so I'm doing the cream get the honey from other half. It is just as delightful as I remember. Um, just such an easy drinker. You know, that honey is this super subtle in there, but it's like just the right subtleness. You know, so you don't get like an overly sweet texture. It's just like a nice little, like, like little, little honey back end, if you will. Um, I think it's really, 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 really well done. And I'm just about halfway through it. And I think this is my last can. And I'm kind of sad about that. Where, where? 
<laughs> That's no way to treat our guests, Steve. Ah, it's just, you know, I feel I feel bad for him, but he should also know that mash rules everything around me. Cream, get the honey, dollar dollar bills, y'all. That is true. That is true. I think that's a good place to end that segment. Yeah. Always good to end on Wu-Tang. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, with that, we'll end segment two, and we'll reload with beers for segment three, and we'll have some sort of game that Adam has devised. So, stay tuned. Hi, I'm Matt. And I am Jesse. So, like, what is American Slacker, I guess, right? The highest amount of dick jokes per episode per podcast. We've been on the air for 57 straight years. 57 straight years of dick jokes. Things constantly soaring over my head. And you pulling my chain and your weekly weird news. We're also cannabis friendly. We kind of sneak it in there, almost like you're lacing the brownies at the family reunion. It's a ride of your motherfucking life. Fucking 11 when there's only 10 on the dial. Weapons of mass destruction. It's a threat to society. Food assaults. Yeah, that happens too sometimes. An ostrich took a lit match into a fireworks factory. <laughs> I don't even know where to go with that one. No, that's our third story. <laughs> oh my God. America, what are you doing? So is someone dumb getting fucked over. Well, you know, they should have never gave raccoons rights, in my opinion. <laughs> oh my God. You can help us. You can help everyone. Download our shit now. Second America. Second America. Welcome back to episode 178 of the Hop Nation USA podcast. It's segment three, and we're still here with Ryan from Fueled by Hops and Adam from Hop Nation USA. We have not scared Ryan off yet, and I'm, I got nothing better to do. <laughs> how, how could we scare Ryan off? He <laughs> runs a Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> He's seen some things. Yeah, I've seen a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We all have a beer for the third round. Would anybody like to volunteer to go first? I'll give that option. Is anybody proud of what they're drinking this time? I'm, I'm actually finishing up my two beers. I mean, I had the party in Bedrock. That was like number one, but I'm a little scared to drink that at this point. Um, but I'm going to finish off my Mortalis Sour. And my cream get the honey. Um, that's gonna. I'm gonna. I got about half of each, so I'm gonna look at this as one beer. Okay. Very nice. Very nice. Steve, you got anything uh, loaded up, ready to go? I do. That's why I was giving everybody else a chance to go before I dunked on everyone. Okay. (laughs) But I'm gonna give Hitchhiker a redemption because I have some marshmallow. I knew that was coming. (laughs) <laughs> I could see it a mile away. I know you that had to have really good. <laughs> I had that too. It was really, really good. Yeah. It was really good. Yeah. Uh, marshmallow for those who don't know, it's not made with a prehistoric fruity cereal. It's made with a spooky cereal. Hint, hint. Hint. It's <laughs> <Hint. laughs> very clever ways of skirting that IP. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a stout. It's 8%. It's made with Count Chocula. What else do you want to hear about it? <laughs> you don't have to hear anything else. Yeah. You're going to like it. Ooh. Have you guys been to Fury recently? I just had to throw this in right now. We're talking about cereal beers. No, but, I haven't. No, that's too far. <laughs> I need to. They I, have, I like them, but it's too far. <laughs> they have a puffed. And it's made with uh, Reese's, whatever that's called, Reese's Puff cereal, I yeah, guess. Yeah. Was, was mm-hmm. um, I just had it last night for the first time. It, it's amazing. 
it literally is an amazing beer. You need to go there right now and get it. Well, okay. not right now because they're probably closed, but right. tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As we're recording right now, they're closed, but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I like their beers. It's just, it's, it's too far. I need distro to my area. Like I even, I even have one of their nice uh, beer can glasses. Yeah, from the, when they started putting glassware out, but mm-hmm. too far. They make good stuff. Yeah, they make good stuff. I like them, but damn it, <laughs> bridges and tunnels. Oh my! Yeah, that also goes within a groove. You know, too far. I like them, but too far. And and I'm not getting my input from, you know, going to beer fests. Usually that's where I get to drink a lot of those at beer fests. But all you got to do is hook up with Dennis. He'll get you some inner groove. You get him some stuff from Vintage. Yeah. Boom. I need, to, need to start doing that. But uh, yeah. yeah, the marshmallow is good. Uh, the one thing I'll say, it doesn't actually taste like Count Chocula, but it tastes like uh, Muddy Buddy. Yes. Yeah. If you if you if you know Chex Mix Muddy Buddy, that's what it tastes like to me. Okay. Which is good. And it's it just, just tastes fat, good. Yeah, it's fat boy treats. So here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, what are you drinking? So I also have a Pittsburgh beer, uh, and this is a first for this show. This particular show, uh, this one's actually in a bottle. This is the Murph by Insurrection. Mm. This is their, it's an American wild ale that's been uh, aged on blueberries. Oh boy. Steve, you would not like this beer. Probably not. <laughs> this is, this is old school sour. Keep that farmhouse shit out my face. Because <laughs> you know, like uh, on, on the previous segment, I had the sauce where, it, you know, it's very fruity, very... Right you know sweet this ain't it this ain't that Except this is old stank. school lunch bucket type sour ass you're gonna like it or you're gonna hate it type beer and i like it is that beer stank yeah okay yeah. <laughs> insurrection every once in a while they'll put out something like this and i am so glad that they do fair enough <laughs> this, is, this is a good ass beer yeah hey that's all you that's why it, it is <laughs> so a shout out to my friend derek who's able to uh set me up with this right so, on Thank you, thank you, thank you. It is greatly appreciated. <laughs> oh, good ass beer. Steve, you'd hate this. Yep, sure would. <laughs> <laughs> I got no problem being like, yep, I wouldn't like that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Glad other people do. Yes, and I will be that other people. Yeah. I'm all right with that. <laughs> I'm that other people. <laughs> <laughs> So if you're watching on the video, just before we move on to the game that we're playing, if we're watching on the video, you can see that I have photos of the marshmallow up and I've decided this is my new way of judging how dark a stout actually is. I just take my new camera light and set that thing to a hundred and put it behind a stout and see how much it shines through. (laughs) Just stress test it. Yeah, just a total stress. Uh, Nope, that's not happening. That word, those words ain't happening. (laughs) stress test no all right <laughs> yeah but uh yeah just to see how deep it'll go and as you can see light doesn't completely penetrate the marshmallow but you do get a pretty like strong like redness on the outside looks like vampire's blood mm-hmm. I, i'm not sure what you did with that photo steve but uh kudos that is a really nice looking photo I don't do nothing with it. It's just that light is fucking bright as hell. <laughs> I don't know. It just, it just looks like a really nice photo. It just, I know. I did just put that light behind it, and it just illuminates the room, and I don't look directly at it. <laughs> well, you've done good. Thank you. Well, what did you do for the game? Made shit up. That's cool. 
Yes. Uh, we're going back to an old classic where we are ripping people off. Hell yeah. And we are going to get into a rousing game of Word. Yeah. So, Ryan, I don't know if you've ever uh, played Word on here or if, uh, ever watched a, a certain ESPN show that uh, occurs at 530 Eastern uh, with two old newspaper guys, a couple of curmudgeons, uh, <laughs> talk sports. I've heard of this show. I've heard yes. of this show. Yes, uh, it's PTI. There's no sense in covering it up. Uh, to me, it's the last true sports show on ESPN. Everything else is filler and garbage. Uh, but what we're going to do is I'm going to give you a phrase, and you need to fill in the blank with whatever comes into your head. Yes. Okay. It is very simple. But, it, uh, I think but anything counts. Fun. Whatever comes in my head. Well, I mean, we don't want anything, you know, like totally bad. Okay. I mean, racism's out. Yeah. yeah. Well, oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, I don't think that would come to my head. But okay. no, please, no, I wouldn't expect that either. <laughs> please don't answer beer prompts with racism. That's not great. <laughs> yeah. That would be preferred <laughs> greatly. It's a, it's a lot of hard editing on my end, too. Yes. I don't love it. <laughs> yeah. I'll be on Force Beer Blog tomorrow. Yeah. Exactly. We'll all be there. Yeah. We won't all be walk. there. Nuh-uh. No <laughs> yeah, way. Just be I'll sacrifice. <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh, this, uh, I, I will give both of you this question. You both will be able to answer this question. Yeah. Uh, so, Ryan, you are the guest. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you get the choice. Do you want to go first? Do you want to go second? I'm going to go first. Excellent. I like it. All right. So, Sweetwater Brewing being acquired by cannabis company Aferia is blank. Awesome. Why? Because I'm, I'm, I'm very pro-cannabis. Short and sweet. I like it. Yes. I, I, I think I there's a lot of great benefits to it, and we need to legalize it because it's a stupid for it to not to be legal. So the, the more steps we take in that direction, the better. John Fetterman has found a new friend. <laughs> <laughs> and those that are not in Pennsylvania, that is our current lieutenant governor, the former mayor of Braddock, which is the home of Brew Gentlemen. So I assume he's a beer drinker as well. Yes, he I is. believe so. I mean, he <laughs> yeah, yeah. definitely looks like a beer drinker. <laughs> I, I'd sit down and have a couple of rounds with him. He dresses like a brewer. so He really does. Yeah. One of the reasons why, you know, Brew Gentlemen was able to get their space that they did. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Steve, I'll ask you the same question. Sweetwater Brewing out of beautiful Georgia, uh, being acquired by cannabis company Aferia, is blank. That is interesting to me that a cannabis company would buy something in Georgia. Did they in the election? Explain yourself. Well, uh, so it's interesting, but like Georgia didn't become one of the states that legalized cannabis, did it? No, but shout out to Jersey mm, no. that did. Jersey, Montana, yes. um, a couple other places did. There, there was four states, and it's just like falling out of my head which ones did. Yeah, I can't remember either. I can't either. But it was it was Jersey and Montana for sure. But yeah, so like yeah, buying a company in uh, Georgia, I guess they're looking forward and just saying well we'll get there eventually so we're now at 33 states that have legalized medical cannabis that's two-thirds majority <laughs> good point right yeah, yeah. 
and then yeah. 11 states have legalized recreationally. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, we're, we're constantly pushing to Arizona was the other one and South Dakota was the other one. Gotcha. Yeah. I didn't expect South Dakota. Well, all right. No, I can see South Dakota doing it. I Montana, see, I, though? I mean. <laughs> yeah, Montana's a weird one. But I think they're fiercely independent, so I can kind of see that. Yeah. One, Montana is fiercely independent. And two, Montana doesn't really have that much of a population to begin with. So yeah. all you have to do is think about Missoula being the big city center. Mm-hmm. That's also like a, it's a college town as well. Mm-hmm. So all you're really talking about is you just need that one city to fucking go. Well, Bozeman. <laughs> Bozeman yeah. too. Yeah, yeah right. Bozeman. It's a pretty, pretty liberal area. So yeah, you just need two cities to go and that whole thing just falls into place. <laughs> yes. And so, I, I really don't think a cattle rancher is going to give that much of a shit when he has no, no, no. neighbors and is probably already growing himself. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Guaranteed. So for me, I answered that as completely backwards. I found it to be completely backwards uh, because my assumption was that Sweetwater would have uh, bought into a cannabis company um, because my assumption was Sweetwater was already an established company mm-hmm. and they were, would be trying to get into a burgeoning market. Right. And I, like, I agree with you on that, Adam. Like, I would think Sweetwater would buy a company in a already friendly state. Right, Because we talked about that story with Paps uh, Blue Rimmed, and Paps is releasing their weed uh, THC seltzer, I think it is, mm-hmm. in California, and that's technically a separate company. So it's it like, would make... Yeah. yeah, It's Paps Labs or something like that. Yeah, it's Paps Labs. So it would make sense if there was like a Sweetwater Labs in Colorado. Right. And they release things under the Sweetwater brand that are THC friendly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that I, I agree with you, Adam. It, it, it is, it does seem funny that it went this way and not the other. <laughs> yeah. I, I 99 times out of hundred, I figured it had gone the other way. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's good for the cannabis company too, because it mm-hmm. kind of gives them some, I don't want to say legitimacy, but I can't think of a better word. Well, it it is, legi- legitimacy and infrastructure because yes. both things are already there. And right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Agreed. All right, to our next one. Uh, Steve, I'll let you go first on this one. Okay. All right. So this story uh, I just found out about today, which I found was very interesting, very heartwarming story. Uh, But former Cubs pitcher John Lester paying over $47,000 for beer in Chicago over the weekend is blank. Brian. <laughs> I know who the is, so that's why I made that face. <laughs> uh, Steve, please don't do that. We only have so much time. Well, did he just buy a bunch of old style? So what he did was, uh, the backstory is he was not picked up for his multi-year option mm-hmm. uh, to throw a baseball for $25 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as a thank you to Chicago for supporting him in his career, uh, he picked four local uh, watering holes, and he said, go there. Pick up a Miller Lite, tell the bartender it's on me, and I'll pick up the tab later. Okay. Uh, my word is nice. It's nice he did that. Hey, whatever. Like, (laughs) (laughs) he's not really supporting any of the local breweries. I was just about to say that. And he's not putting out, like, he's not even supporting the brand. 
Like I know Old Style is basically brewed by Miller Coors, but still Old Style is the brand. Old mm-hmm. Style is Chicago. Yeah, Old Style is Chicago. We go to the bean. You get your Chicago hot dogs and you get your Chicago sausages and you have a hot beef dip with your old style. <laughs> You've been sitting on that one for a while, haven't you? No, I just came up with it. He was waiting for the moment to get that one out. <laughs> no, I'm just uh, always thinking about Chicago food, man. <laughs> they have good food because they're basically us. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. They have pat- they have putchki and they have pierogies. <laughs> they got sausages. <laughs> Oh, Hawks. <laughs> uh, so, Ryan, I will ask you the same question. Uh, before I get into that, uh, you want to guess where I got that news story from? I was got it from you. Was, was it really? Yeah, it was on your website. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That was probably <laughs> from your know, team like, of writers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. There's so many of them. I don't like, honestly, like, I, I miss articles um, a good bit because of, we put so much stuff out. But yeah, I, I heard about that. And mm-hmm. I'm going to say that is incredibly stupid that that's mine <laughs> because for one okay so i lived in chicago backstory i lived a block away from wrigley field so i know all these watering holes and basically forty seven thousand dollars in that neighborhood will get you 47 beers essentially Damn. that's what it costs like it's so incredibly expensive there but like going back to steven's point he didn't do anything to support local craft beer um put more money in miller Coors's pocket which you know not really too cool in that. Um, the Cubs are in the same division as the Pirates, so it's okay to shit on them. Um, so I'm going to take the moment and shit on him. I know he's out going out the door, but nonetheless, <laughs> he can get shit on a little bit on the way out. But yeah, I, I just think it's it would have been better if he would have – imagine if he put $47,000 into the pocket of some little brewery in Chicago that was like just getting up off the, off the ground. I mean, they probably couldn't even put that capacity out. He probably would have had to use three breweries to get that beer. Right. Out. And you they would have been set for a month. Or, exactly. Especially during a pandemic. Um, and during these times, I think they should have went about it just a different way. But um, I don't have $47,000 in my pocket to throw out on Miller Lite for a bunch of other people. So I guess right. I don't really have much say in this combo. <laughs> so, to, to, to give uh, Mr. Lester a little bit of credit, uh, there is a little bit more to that number. It was not just $47,000 directly for Miller Lite. Uh, that was split. $31,000 was for the beer, and the remaining $16,000 was in gratuities. Okay, well, that makes all it right. a little bit better. That makes it a little bit better. Yeah, so it wasn't just, all right, here's a $47,000 tab, and here's an extra twenty. dollars don't spend it all in one place. Yeah. Shout out so, to that bartender who's probably at the car dealership right now. Yeah. <laughs> so credit where credit is due. He, he did at least, you know, take care of those that were, were serving and working in the watering holes. So, yeah. Sure. He could have done a little bit more with it, I guess. Right. But I, I, I think it was still a good goodwill gesture. Yeah. But, goodwill yeah. gesture. It's it, like I said, it's nice enough. Mm-hmm. And even though he's not supporting local breweries, he's still, trying to keep the local watering holes afloat yes but you should have bought them all chicago beefs because yeah i would have liked them more (laughs) i I think i I think it was just slightly misguided maybe just miseducated but all in all i think it's a positive thing but yeah all right ryan you are next up and we're going to stay in the beautiful state of illinois we're going just a little bit further north to evanston well, wait, wait, hold on. Before we oh. before we go further, can we yes. not use my last name because I, I do still have some parking tickets. 
in the state of Illinois. Ryan X. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, go ahead. All right. Yeah, I'm sure we can figure something out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Evanston, Illinois. That's the home of Northwestern University and those nerds. Yep. A little up north. Nerds. Yes. Uh, but they have an alderman, which is their version of a councilman or yep. council person uh, that has considered banning all outdoor drinking games if you are in the view of a neighbor. And that Ooh. is blank. That's very stupid because that's the home of Northwestern University. So Nerds like to drink? I've seen it. <laughs> Does anybody even care? I mean, like, honestly, the, oh, there are people point. who care. <laughs> it's probably like a handful of people. I mean, if you're in a college area, like, who cares if a bunch of kids are out there playing beer pong out in the backyard? You know what I mean? Like, who who, who cares? They're right. You know, they're not doing anything. They're not hurting anybody. Um, I don't know. Starts just, with a K, ends with an Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Good point. And there are a lot of Karens out there, but. Nonetheless, I mean, I think in that town, just knowing what I know about it, like, I think that that's probably the least of worries for that area. I just I don't <laughs> see where it's going to be that big of a deal. I think it's dumb. Yeah. Uh, Steve, what are your thoughts? Uh, Emerson, Illinois is considering banning outdoor drinking games, and that is blank. Dork shit. <laughs> Wait, what kind of shit? Dork shit. Dork shit. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So Anybody- well organized? Yeah, anybody who is looking to tattle on people for playing drinking games on their own property is a fucking dork. <laughs> and you should not respect them in any way. <laughs> you should tell them to shut up and then find ways to call the cops on them. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, for, for me, I, I, my word was a workaround. Uh, all it was, and it was an excuse where it, you're basically right. Uh, somebody didn't want to have a party or a gathering going on, so they had to have a workaround to be able to shut that down. Mm-hmm. You know, they weren't doing anything wrong. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's the workaround that they're trying to implement to be able to shut down outdoor fun and noise complaints. Yeah. It's, it's, real, it's real obnoxious think of the children bullshit. Yes. Yeah. Of like, oh, what if my kids see somebody playing beer pong or flip cup? What will they think? How will I explain it to them? Uh, how, how do you define the term beer? Like, like, how do you define the term beer game? Like, what if you're in your backyard with a beer in your hand and you're playing tic-tac-toe? Right. Right. Or drink till you can't. I've done that a couple of times in the backyard, too. <laughs> Guess what? Everybody's a winner in that game. Yep. Except for your toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Uh, all right. Steve, you are up. Uh-huh. It's blank that I have a 2013 bottle of Southern Tier Pumpkin in my fridge still. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's hilarious because you're not a person who intentionally ages or saves. I know a lot of people who have that serious hoarding problem of not getting rid of beer, but it's just something that slipped under your radar. <laughs> and it just it just never came out. <laughs> now I'm not, not too embarrassed to do anything about it. Yeah. And hey, I don't completely blame you because I do have some, I do have like some things in my fridge that are maybe one or two years old mm-hmm. that I like, I say I'm going to drink them on my birthday or drink them for Christmas. 
and then I just get too blasted on other stuff mm-hmm. too. And like, I'm speaking specifically of worldwide stouts. So oh, I like, got those in the fridge too. Well, yeah, but it's just like, I get too blasted on everything else. And I'm like, oh, I'm not fucking doing 20% stouts now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to bed. <laughs> Fuck you, Santa Claus. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I get it. I, I see how it could happen, but I, uh, I'll, I'll just a uh, real quick story. I, on my Facebook timeline, I had like a, a reminder or like in the memories come mm-hmm. up and I had a memory pop up from 2013. That was a picture of my beer drawer I had at the time. Ah, very and nice. It was a pumpkin, a warlock, a creme brulee, a, and a heavy seas, uh, holy sheet just all sitting in the crisper drawer. <laughs> I was like, yeah, fuck vegetables, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> this crisper is a Saturday now. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So, Ryan, I'll ask you the same thing. It's blank that I have a 2013 bottle of Southern Tier Pumpkin in my beer fridge. It is not surprising to me. And I say that because as much – I mean, I used to be a big Southern Tier guy. But they just haven't, don't seem to really have like, like lift, like their quality hasn't gone up with the rest of the craft beer world. And to be honest, every time I go to Southern Tier in Pittsburgh, I drink from that like Pittsburgh only menu Mm -hmm. because I think they give the brewers a little bit more latitude to like kind of play around with those recipes. And I think they're a lot better than like their main shelf stuff that they put out. So Mm -hmm. The fact that you have a pumpkin, I probably have one in the back of my fridge too, to be honest with you. I just don't know. And um, that's not surprising at all. I think there's a lot of people out there in the same boat. What's funny is it's the biggest biggest bottle in my fridge. You can't miss it because it's a bomber because that was from back in the oh, days where it only yeah. came in the bombers. Yeah, right. that's old school. So I, I can't miss it, but somehow I've missed it for seven plus years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's probably a drain pour at this point. So I'm going to try. I'm going to do something with it. I don't know. We'll make a show of it. I, I, I bet it isn't a drain pour. I really? It, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I bet I bet the flavor is like really mellow on it. And like you're not really going to taste much else but like malt and a little bit of cinnamon. But mm. yeah, it's probably not going to be what you remember. <laughs> Steve, maybe we need to have an old-timey episode where I have old the time. oldest beer in my fridge, the oldest beer in your fridge. The oldest beers in my fridge are all high octane. <laughs> we'll do it on a Saturday. Okay. We don't have to worry about going to work in the morning. Okay. <laughs> all right. Because I think I've got a at least a four or five year old worldwide stout in there as well. Yeah. Ugh. Oh yeah. Oh, we're those are there. those are still definitely good. But <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I ain't going anywhere. Oof, that is goose juice. <laughs> <laughs> so Ryan, it is last time for our last question for the episode. Are you ready? I'm ready to fill in the blank in our game of word. The number of four pack can rings in my house is getting blank out of control. It's I keep taking them down the, the, the couch because couch will actually like recycle them and sanitize them, do all that good stuff. But I just, it's like, I take them all down there and then they just, they just replenish. They just come back. <laughs> they regenerate. Yeah. They just, they literally, I think they just like give birth and make new ones or <laughs> either that or I just spend way too much on beer, which is probably about right. But yeah, it is literally out of control and I keep stacking them up and then I 
put them in a big box and then I bring them to the couch and they're like, whoa, when I walk in the door, <laughs> <laughs> where do these come from? And I'm like, yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. <laughs> It'll be the same thing next month. Yep. See that? <laughs> next week. Be there. Yep. <laughs> so Steve, the number of four pack can rings in my house is getting blank. It's not existent. Oh, existent. Oh. Really? Yeah. I'm a shitbird. I just throw them away. Oh, uh, <laughs> you're one of those people. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> well, bring them over to my place next time. Okay. I'll save them. I, I mean, I'll only have one at this point because right now I only have the marshmallow four pack ring. <laughs> well, that's why we'll get a stack of two or three and bring them over. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I just throw them away. I'm shitty. That's all right. So for, for me, it's kind of, I'll, I'll use the word mind bending uh, because in the before times, my my drinking ways and means was typically at breweries, at bars, things like that, where everything was on draft. So I never really had that that physical record of what I drank mm-hmm. looking back at me. <laughs> but now I do. Fair and enough. it's 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 making me it's eye opening. Reevaluate some things. <laughs> well the the problem is every time you look at one of those rings, you see twenty bucks, right? Well, there's that too. So like I look at them, I'm like, damn, damn, damn. Every five is a hundred bucks. And I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> like, and then the car payments. Man, maybe one a little too 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 heavy last <laughs> last month, you know. But it was good. <laughs> it was good. Definitely was good. Somebody needs to come up with the two pack. Like, can somebody please invent the two pack? Uh, I've seen that. I yeah. believe Spoonwood oh, has done two packs. Mm. Okay. Yeah, because like when I buy when I buy four, it's like I drink two if I'm lucky trade one usually give one away to somebody else so if they had a two-pack it would just be perfect see now what i've i saw somebody bring this up on social media don't ask me which platform but somebody brought up the idea that a lot of these breweries really should start doing mix fours yeah Yeah. hydration does right uh i maybe I know couch does. and I do know couch does. Couch, yeah, couch will, I mean, couch will help you out and abjuration will. I think the, the people that were talking were specifically referencing Grist House, though, mm. because Grist House has so many fucking cans that keep coming out. Yep. So, yeah. <laughs> and Good point. It's, it's like, if you could just mix a four of, like, all the sours and stuff they're putting out, then that's, you know. But the sours helpful. are so worth it. Like, yeah. I'm mm. going to buy, I'm going to buy four of them anyway, so. Right. They're going to get drank. Yeah, exactly. I love your sours. Yeah. You're not missing out. Well, for me, I would only like to buy one because I can't be sure. <laughs> <laughs> Chris House does the best sours in the area, in my yeah. opinion. I think yeah, I, I honestly haven't had a bad one from them. So that's saying something. Yeah. Because I haven't had a bad one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that... Ladies and gentlemen, it's how you play Word. That's how you rip off a nationally televised show. Yes, I don't sir. know anything about intellectual property theft, so I've <laughs> never done it before in my life. <laughs> Maybe, so thank you, Ryan X, not from Chicago or formerly yeah. of Chicago. Let me, let me drink from my Billy Mays glass. <laughs> I did have permission, though, from the family to put his face on, but... Yeah, didn't get permission from OxyClean to use their colors, but whatever. Yeah. We won't we won't tag them in social media this week. It'll be okay. <laughs> so speaking of IP theft, if you want to promote any glassware you're selling this week, or <laughs> we're, we're actually we're pulling away from IP theft. I know you've had some designer 
design some glassware for you that is not, you know, completely a ripoff or anything. I don't know who that guy is. But yeah. So <laughs> our thinking was, I mean, first of all, like, okay, so I, I literally think the industry is to a point now where we have ripped everything off. There is no, there's no further we can go. I like, I'm sitting here thinking of like IP theft ideas and I'm like, no, this guy did it. That guy did it. Like these guys did it. Like we've run out of ideas to steal. So we, that kind of led us to start thinking in like a different direction. We were like, well, what do we have that's original? And then we were like, well, we have this awesome like community and all these stupid things come out of this community. Not like dumb, but just like sayings and Mm -hmm. things that come out of there. I'm like, why don't we build glassware around that? And so we came up to, we met up with Tom Ness, who is the artist for Voodoo. And I started just throwing these ideas at him. Like, you know, when we see a big beer, we don't, you know, fuel by hops, we don't say, oh, look at this big beer. We say, well, watch, right? Like there's a well or watching it, right? So we're doing a well watch glass. And then every Thursday, everybody drinks tippas. So it's tip a Thursday. So we're going to do a tip a Thursday glass, but we're doing it in like this, like, cool manner where we're like making these mascots and things like that like it's going to be really like super funky so i'm like way more excited to design those glasses than i am to like (laughs) rip off ninja turtles or something that everybody's done it's much more organic content it's like the barstool sports effect like you don't get it unless you're like part of the community but that's what makes Mm -hmm. it so much better so we're actually like building glassware in that manner now and like all of our merch is going to move in that direction and Awesome. I'm like, that's pretty cool, you know, because yep. yeah, how do you stand out in craft beer these days? Be original because everybody yep. else is taking everybody else's stuff. I mean, not trying to down talk anybody, but instead, instead of using somebody else's brand, you just use your own brand now. And that's, yeah, who would have yeah. thought? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we built it. So it's there and it makes us stand out. And um, We're creating a, a mascot who's actually going to be a well, probably by the time this podcast airs, it'll be done. But, um, you know, I was like, I was like, I need a mascot. And I was like, well, what should my mascot be? And I was like, wait, who uses a, like a well as their mascot? Like nobody does that. Carvel. So like that's different. <laughs> who is it? Carvel, fudgy the whale. Oh, well, who this guy? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you asked, I tell you. <laughs> we're, we're creating our own well. And I was like, he needs to look like he hangs out a brewery. So he's going to be fat like me. And he's going to have like a stubbly face like me as well. And he's going to wear like, stupid shoes and literally just a brewery shirt and look like he just rolled out of some brewery or some line share or something like that and that's going to be our mascot and i'm like he's going to look like us i he's feel personally like attacked <laughs> yes like it's it's i have so many cool ideas like going around in my head that you know everybody's like when are you going to put out you know this next chappelle glass and i'm like well i'm i'm kind of over that <laughs> like i'm more excited to do this stuff now or, you know, everybody's looking for, you know, we were talking about, I can't remember which one we were talking about. We were talking about doing something before and I just kind of like abandoned it. And I was like, yeah, I'm just like more excited to make stupid glasswares around the, the dumb things that you guys say and do. That's That mm-hmm. sounds way more fun right. than, than doing anything else. So, yeah, that's going to be our game plan moving forward. Good. Be cool. That's awesome. Right on. Everybody can find that on all the you platforms that you're on yes Field by Char, go ahead, yeah, go there. promote that's what i'm trying to push you towards promote <laughs> Fueledbyhops.com. we also get all the latest crap beer news because we have a team of i think we have six bloggers now at this point and um 
they are keeping you up to date on all the latest craft beer news around Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, and nationwide. So check us out. Right on. And also the event? November 21st at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Cheers Yins Fest. Grab your tickets at cheersyinsfest.com. Tickets start at $10 for four hours of awesome craft beer programming. Come hang out with us, drink some beer, and support the industry. Right on. And if you want to find us on social media, all you have to do is search Hop Nation USA, and that'll get you Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you want to listen to brand new episodes of the Hop Nation USA podcast every Friday, as you should, then search Hop Nation USA on your favorite podcatcher, like Stitcher Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon. We're on everything. Leave five stars because... We are a six breakout session show, but they only let us attend five. Mm, <laughs> I like the tie-in. Nice. Nice. I love the tie-in. But yeah, it's where we're doing. I mean, we're, we're, we're probably going to show up in some form or fashion. If yeah. uh, a, you, you mentioned the collective arts uh, session where they're going to be doing some live art. So yes. maybe I'll show up with my... Uh, screen shared Photoshop. <laughs> I say yeah. the, the former fashion would be half in the bag is how we're going to show up. That too. That is, I'm <laughs> going to be half in the bag when I'm putting the event on. So <laughs> it's all going to be perfectly fine. I mean, two o'clock PM on a Saturday, like who's sober. Yeah. So, you know, people be, pre- be prepared for a possible train wreck when we get to the food and beer pairing <laughs> segment. <laughs> yep. Yep. I gotta, I gotta find the, I gotta find a sober buddy who can help me kind of navigate. But fortunately, once we like announce everything, then the, it, the whole event goes like on autopilot. So I can't really screw up too bad from that point on, but we'll see. We're looking forward to it for damn sure. <laughs> Adam, I need to make you some NWO graphic backgrounds so we can start really invading this. Oh, event. that's too sweet. <laughs> <laughs> we can invade this event properly, <laughs> especially like when the, the weekly recap does their podcast. Maybe we show up to that. That would be so. We're just going to come in and start spray painting glassware. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. We definitely have to do that. You guys definitely have to do that. <laughs> Yeah, they're actually going to do a live podcast um, there. So I actually have to figure that out because their podcast is usually like an hour long. <laughs> we only have 30-minute segments, so I got to allocate them a little bit more time, but it's going to be fun. Sounds like it gets cut short by the HNUSA. My <laughs> <laughs> yes. God, that's Steve's music. That is going to be a great episode. I'm definitely going to be in that session. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, shoot. I got nothing else. I'm done. Yeah. 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 So thanks again for Ryan coming on. Hope you had fun. Yes. Thank you very much for joining us. Yeah. We'll see. We have have to do this in person because I need to bring some sours to you, Adam, because you're my fellow (laughs) sour lover. That's right. Kindred spirits. Yeah. I'm keeping a blurrier in my uh, fridge and imprint 450 North. I got one of their blurriers like Mm. tucked away back there. So yeah, got to come back out. Yeah. Bring that one out. Speaking my language. Absolutely. Maybe Christmas time, because we're we we don't have a plan for that yet. So we'll see what we can do for Christmas. We we could do a socially distanced one. Like we can each podcast from a different room or something. Yeah, <laughs> just like leave the beer in the kitchen or something. You know? Neutral zones. <laughs> we'll get some like thirty foot XLR cables or something. Yeah. You know? <laughs> we'll make it work. 
<laughs> Record on your Zoom and we'll yell at you to another room. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, press record. <laughs> what? Huh? All, right. Uh, all right, gentlemen. All right. A fine episode. We'll see fine you episode. all next week. Cheers. Bye-bye.